When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner. For it must be a Wednesday, as it's always Wednesday, and boy, does it feel good to say that. Boy, does it you, feel good to say that. You actually did say it last week. Well, I did. That is true. Because the show we did together was on Wednesday of last week in the Dirt and Sprague time slot, and you said, must be a Wednesday, because it's always a Wednesday. And I looked at you, and I was like, it is. Yeah, man. It is. Wednesdays are, like, glued into my brain. Mm-hmm. They have been for the last, like, five years. Probably because of this show. Most likely. But it's like everything revolves around being available from 7 to 9 to give the people what they want, and, and that is baseball. Hot baseball talk. Hot baseball talk. It's literally the only thing I've been thinking about all day, and I'm not lying. You, you also, This is what I've been thinking about all day. You also used to have Wednesdays off from work. This is true. So it would be a day off. It would be an afternoon trip to Bridgetown Beer House or Sarah Besa. Correct. Or, any of your other various haunts, and then you'd come in and uh, we'd do a baseball show. That was your Wednesdays. It was yeah. kind of like it was kind of like the nexus of your week. Yeah, it was pretty great. On either end of Wednesday was work and schedules and other things, and Wednesday was kind of like this beacon of baseball and beer. And for the longest time, bees. for the longest time, I worked Thursdays through Throwing Mondays. I worked Thursdays through Mondays. So this was like my Sunday night. So it's like... I got Tuesday and Wednesday off. So Tuesday, you did your thing, whatever. You stayed up too late. It was like your Saturday, Monday nights. You got wild because it was your Friday. And then Wednesday was my Sunday, but I had this looked forward at the end, so I couldn't do anything too crazy. It was nice. Got stuff done around the house. Then my schedule shift, shifted, and I went Friday 
to Tuesday or Friday to, yeah, Friday to Tuesday. And so Wednesday became like my Saturday. And so that was the tough one because you had to, how do you balance having a Saturday with no Fs given, but you still had to be standing at least to get to your chair to get here. Right. And now I ain't got no job. Mm-hmm. I ain't got S to do. And so it's like every day's a Wednesday. It's pretty much the greatest thing in the world. It's weird that you found <clears throat> Wednesdays of all days to be that day for you because for most people that's just like, that's eh, Wednesday. You know what it is, Michael? It is my absolute love for baseball. I love Tommy Glavin's junk. See, mm. that is what I like to do. Mm. That is what I you like sure to do. sure that's about baseball and not about someone's sexual <clears throat> organs? Hey, hey, there was a baseball player involved in that, so I'm going to go with it counts as baseball. Okay. I saw Hank Aaron got his vaccine yesterday. Baseball news. Nice. Baseball news. Baseball news indeed. Yes. I would like Hank Aaron to still be alive. I will say that this year was the best year to take a month break from this show because nothing's happened in baseball. That, that is true. You basically, it was your call. You you sent the email and you were like, hey guys, like Joe's been busy at his job. You know, there's a lot of filling in going on and schedules are inconsistent during the holidays. Do you want to just say, let's come back January? And I was like, okay, sure. And Bossman was like, all right, hot corner off until January 6th. Yep. And uh, it was kind of nice. It was nice to have a little bit of a break also because there was no baseball. So yep. we would have been doing the same thing we did two years ago where every single show was like, what's the update on Manny Machado? What's the update on Bryce Harper? I was opposed to the decision. Money? I said, no, we need to fill that time slot. We need to make it happen. We're going to be. Uh, Joe, I don't believe you even responded. I feel like email. Joe should be pointing <laughs> at me with his like fist, but the thumb up like the Bill Clinton. No, I think we I should be here. doing this. I wanted to do this show. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I like that. Um, yeah, no, I basically told Patrick, yeah, I'm down for whatever. Just let me know. <laughs> Joe was like, it's your call. And I was like, that means it's my call. <laughs> Put all the pressure on you. But I'll tell you what, it feels really nice right now to sit in a studio with Mike across from me, Joe behind the glass. Because, like, I got to fill in for the last couple of weeks, and that's always fun. But I was doing Dirt and Spray with just me and Swag. Got Mike for a day. Did Hell Dusty yeah, and did. Cam, just me and Will. So it's like, you know, as as I've sat in the producer role, I see that there's a, that's, there's a lot more work involved with that. It's hard to sometimes do that work and be a contributor to the show. Yes. So I learned that. And it made me appreciate the great Mike Lynch even that much more. Aww. Yeah, because we do beers and us, and I was like, man, this feels great. Why is everything else such a struggle? <laughs> All right, because you actually have someone to talk to. <laughs> Somebody else was there to fill the space for Yeah. You. How wonderful. And I like Swag looks at me, and he goes, he goes, he was dealing with something, and I see, like, Joey and McGinley in, in, in the booth, and something's going on. He's like, hey, I'm going to need you to hold for a minute. I'm going to be out for a second. And you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> so football's this weekend. Pause. One. Pause. Two. Three. And I'll tell you what. There's a lot of interesting matchups going on. One. Two. Three. I know. I know. <laughs> I felt a little Jim Rome-esque the there. pause. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if you just say something really loud and direct... And then pause for a moment. People are like, what's he going to say You next? ask the audience a question. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Pause. Pause. How are you going to tell me? I don't know. <laughs> but you tell me. 503-250-1080. There's another 10-second pause for you. <laughs> gather thoughts. Gather thoughts. You're just like flipping through your notepad trying to figure it out. I've told the story on this show before, uh, although I haven't usually told it when Joe is here. 
because uh, there was one time early in the in the creation of the show that I did a show by myself in the producer chair. I think we talked about this last Wednesday. Was it last Wednesday? Yeah. Two uh, two full hours. And Joe <laughs> has done that once before. And I remember he told me about it after he goes, that was really, really hard. Way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because you can't look at anything. You're just talking. Yeah. You can't read. You can't research. Because anything you're doing... That takes three seconds to look, and you're not talking. You're not oh, talking. Let me get this tab up real quick. Yeah, yeah Phil Negro <laughs> finished fourth in the Cy Young. And what year was that? Was that 74? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> There's nothing going and, and on. And you're, like, having to say what you're typing. Yeah. Phil so, Negro. as I, P-H-I-L, Cy is it Young N-I-E award. or is it N-E-I? <laughs> I can't figure this out. Oh, there's a Wikipedia. No, that's not it. No, that's oh, not it. Baseball there. reference? Ooh, Tom Ooh. Seaver. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another two minutes filled. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I got this thing figured just out. Just describe your current you should, actions. You just put a little more faith into it. No, but I'm not going to lie. Today, uh, I woke up this morning, and I was very excited I uh, was was reading a bunch of stuff, and I was I, I was trying to find something for story time, uh, but I couldn't find anything because I went down a Phil Necro rabbit hole and realized that guy might not need to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I was really excited, and then my girlfriend texts me, and she goes, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I live in North Portland. There's something every 10 seconds. Is Red House on fire, please? <laughs> you know, I had a feeling today was just going to be a great day. I really did. I felt awesome. <laughs> then I turned on the television at 1130 and Lester Holt was on TV. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> when he's on that this, uh, this hour, this, this, this ain't is good. not good. <laughs> this ain't good. This ain't good. <laughs> I know. I had the similar thought where I woke up and I was in my bed and I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter doing my normal morning stuff. And I was following along with the early stuff that wasn't you know, what eventually happened. And I was like, yeah, Bill Withers, lovely day playing in your head. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna, well, I yeah, sat down, I, I got up and I was like, you know, I don't usually care about this, but let me just see what's, what's going on on CNN today. Let's see what they're saying. Right. Let's see how this process works. Cause I never watched it in my life. And I want to say no more than like 10 minutes after I turned on CNN is when all the stuff started happening. And I was like, Oh, I picked a good, good <clears throat> question mark. Time to watch this channel? Yeah. Normally I would have just like thrown YouTube on and just been laying there watching some gaming content and I was watching politics and other things. I was just pissed off that I didn't get my news yeah. from Pete Ferryman today. Politics, if you want to call it that. Well, it started out as politics. <laughs> I, I was just pissed that I didn't get Pete Ferryman today. That, that's my guy. Senate mm. vote two, electric that's, boogaloo. <laughs> that, uh, that, Pete Ferryman <clears throat> is a P1 of the station. That's what I hear. Mm. And um, if Pete's out there listening. Or at least he's a P1 of primetime. I don't know about the whole station. Yeah, but, you know, who knows? You may have to stay late today for the old the old news. Uh, if Pete, if you're driving home right now, I just want you to know that I would die to meet you. And I think what you do is God's work. And... Uh, Please stay on the noon news because I am usually busy during the night news and I love your face. And that's it. One, two, three. Uh. And the awkward pause. <laughs> Pete Ferryman has very quickly turned the channel and said, called his wife, honey, there's some weirdo on 1080 The Fan that I've never heard before. He loves my face. Should I be concerned? Are the blazers on? He starts punching his, his dial. <laughs> Just change it. Oakley Duckley. Well, we do got a show you for you today. You can't escape Patrick Harris, Pete Ferryman. We, you can't escape him. There's no Blazer game today. I know where you work. He also now knows where I work. Yep. Dang it. Ugly <laughs> Duck. Well, we got a good show lined up today. We are going to spend a hefty amount of time talking about baseball because why not? Well, basically, since we've been off for a month and there's been kind of no news for the last couple months, we'll get you all up to speed on everything going on. We got lots of stuff. There's Hall of Fame stuff going on, how COVID protocol is going to work. 
what's going on, who signed, who hasn't signed. There's been some crazy trades that have happened. There's actually a decent amount to get into, so we'll do that. You can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. Harass us. We love it. There is the fan text line, 503-250-1080. That bad boy will let you interact with us. Throughout the entire show, also Beers on Us, the podcast that Lynch and I do, uh, will drop tomorrow around 4 o'clock, so make sure you download that wherever you get your podcasts, including radio.com and 1080thefan.com. I don't know where to start, Mike. Well, like I said, there hasn't really been a lot of baseball news. There's been one big two-day period where one singular team decided that they were all in, so I guess it's probably where we should start. Sure, why not? And then beyond that, it was kind of like we're just kind of waiting. Baseball's, it just seems to be waiting because they don't know if the season's going to start on time. Everybody's concerned about their money, which they shouldn't be because they're baseball teams Here and they make billions the of dollars. Uh, so, you know, it's Here just, uh, the money. it's weird. All it's, right, a weird well, it's a weird offseason, weirder than it has been in the past, and it's been weird. All right, then let's start in Slam Diego as the Padres have decided we want to play baseball. We'll go there first. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Joe just mentioned to me over the break that uh, Tommy Tuberville just got a new job and still can't play defense. Nobody? That wasn't the, like, real joke. But Why not? That's a good joke. The full joke was Tommy Tuberville got a new job and all of a sudden the Capitals defense went... <laughs> got bad or something like that and have more to do specifically well at least my delivery was a lot better than yours lynch that was a pretty bad delivery i'm sorry you're you're right you're right when you're right you're right when you're right you're right you're right am i right i stumbled over my words i apologize am i right am i right right. the landing did not happen am i right uh what are we doing here what are we doing we're doing baseball yes we're doing baseball we like just trying to slip it in there we like baseball um and (laughs) <laughs> like that Joe just threw his hands up. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> hey Um, let's see. San Diego, San Diego. Yes. Los Padres. Wales Vagina. Um Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Padres. I'm joking. <laughs> so the Padres did a crazy thing. Oh, well, that's it for the hot corner. <laughs> Good to be back and uh we'll you waited see a whole you next month. year. You waited a whole month for that one take. <laughs> that's all I got. The Padres. All I wanted to do was the open, say the Padres, and I'm out. Mm. Uh, So the San Diego Padres have made it clear to the rest of Major League Baseball that they are in it to win it as they make some fairly blockbuster trades in acquiring Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish. However, in acquiring Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish, I wouldn't really call them blockbuster because in blockbusters, you would actually have to give something up. Ha ha! I like what you did there. Yes. Now you got to laugh yes. for me and a put on. They're going to do him first. Yeah. And so, uh, San Diego. Joe is showing me his hands are preoccupied. <laughs> did you not hear him tell him? Did you not hear me tell him? I'll give you the hotkeys. I want the hotkeys. Well, I mean, yes, you have hotkeys. I got them, baby. So does he. They're right there. <laughs> you both have control Ooh, over wow. the drop page. Ha ha. Um, so the San Diego Padres, uh, first off, uh, in in some like real crazy news, 
I don't I don't remember exactly what I was doing. It's not like January 6th, but I I was doing something and then all of a sudden I got this buzz on my phone. Padres trade for Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? What? No. Why would the Rays trade Blake Snell? He's got like three years left on his deal. Super controllable money. Super controllable. Former Cy Young. Just had a great World Series appearance when it mattered most, even though you didn't care. Um, and so I was quite surprised, but I went, whoa, okay, all right, what'd they give up? Give up their top arm. Yep. Uh, but now they might have the best rotation in the National League. And baseball. And ba- I don't know, man. I've seen some reports otherwise. Some conflicting reports. Conflicting reports? Yeah. Well, tell me then. Well, I don't want to get into that yet. Oh, well, okay. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, that's that's called a professional tease right there, that, folks. Yeah, there we go. Hey, I learned from the best. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> and uh, and so they get Blake Snell. They trade their best arm, but their best arm wasn't that great of an arm, but it was their best young arm. I honestly don't know anything about him. Ditto. I which, know that their second <clears throat> guy, Gore, Mackenzie Gore, mm-hmm. is supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. So I assumed if he was their second best and their best arm was better than that, then he was probably really good. That's my assumption because people are talking about Mackenzie Gore as if he's going to be amazing. And then the next day, send literally the hot corner to the Cubs for you, Darvish. Yep, which was basically a salary dump by the Cubs. Yes, L- leaving them with their new road. the Ricketts are the owners, right? Yes. They're calling poor. Yes. Which and, is hilarious. And, and no wonder Theo Epstein ran for the hills yes. months ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's tired. I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, they got a tough offseason. they got to figure some stuff out. But Theo, you know, Theo doesn't want to do a rebuild. I get it. Where's he going to go next? Oh, you're losing. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. Yep. You're really giving it up. Yeah. So now the Padres have made that statement to the rest of baseball to kind of say, hey, we're in it to win it. Now their starting rotation is... I mean, I think you put you at the top. Oh, I I don't know if it really matters necessarily. 1A, 1A yeah. 1-1. Yeah. Uh, you've got Blake Snell, you Darvish. You've got Chris Paddock. Yep. You've got Lamette. Yep. And then your fifth starter can be whatever. Whoever. I mean, they lost Maybe Chris. Maybe Gore. They lost Chris Davies. And I know that's a huge loss. Zach Davies. Zach Davies. So huge. I couldn't even remember his first name. <laughs> um, I was thinking of Chris Crush Davis in Oakland. And if he was a pitcher, that might have been worth more than they got uh, from uh, the Chicago Cubs. Now, don't forget, <clears throat> he's not available this year. But they did sign to an extension the guy they traded for last trade deadline, they which do, was Clev. They do, have Mike, they do have Mike Clevenger. So next year, their staff will be Snell, Darvish, Clevenger, Paddock. Lamette. Lamette. That, that that's not a bad five. That's really good. Chris Paddock just went from the best pitcher on your staff to the four guy. Yeah, and he's young, <clears throat> and Lamette is young, and mm-hmm. both have shown a lot of promise. Lamette looked good at the end of last year. Yep. I wish we could have seen him more in the playoffs. <laughs> well, he got hurt. I, that's what I mean. Yeah, it sounded like you were saying they made some sort of weird decision. No, he got hurt. Um, and yeah, Paddock, they've had innings limits on, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to get you know full fledged starter minutes minutes uh, innings moving forward. Basketball in the brain. And, this is uh, a basketball show, Mike, so it's okay. That is true, right? Well, no, it's a Clay Thompson show, <laughs> not a basketball show. With a little NBA. And uh, so I think uh, I think you've got a really good rotation there. Mm-hmm. But let's not pretend like this is the first time that we've seen the Padres going for it in the last few years. We talk about the Clevenger trade already. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, in the Darvish trade, they traded Francisco Mejia, who you sent to them, you being the Indians. I thought Mejia went to Tampa. Uh, no, I believe he went to the Cubs. I believe he went to the Cubs. Okay. Um, 
and he is one of their former top prospects who hasn't really figured it out in the majors, but he's supposed to be a good hitting catcher, which is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ask the Yankees. Ha ha. Um, but they got the, they did the Clevenger trade. Obviously they went big and signed Manny Machado. And the year before they went big and signed Eric Hosmer. And like four years before that, they went big and got Will Myers. Hey, don't forget Will Myers. That's, that is somebody else that they did acquire for a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they brought up Fernando Tatis Jr. Who lit the world on fire. Yeah. So not only, have they been going for it this offseason? They've been going for it. And it's cool to me to see a team that has been, for most of my life, minus 1998, mm-hmm. a team that I've considered a complete joke. Right. And it's cool to see that team decide to finally pull themselves up and say, you know what? We're not going to be a joke anymore. We're going to change the way we do things. We got a new GM. We got a new idea of how to build a baseball team. Or we're going to challenge the big bad Dodgers. And that makes me happy. Because mm-hmm. I want more parity. I want more teams that have a chance. And it's just cool. It's cool to see a team of young players and kind of a team that you always wrote off being fun to watch. I used to feel that way about the Rays until this year. But generally, I, t- I tend to find that enjoyable. And the Rays thing is more of a personal thing for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I- I'm interested in all that. Because after the Rays. And <laughs> I'm interested in... I actually really like watching the race. Um, I'll, I'll ask you this question, uh, and and I w- I'm I'm going to bring it in a little more specific, and I'll ask you know you listeners out there five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Does this ra- is this race starting rotation specifically good enough to compete with the Dodgers? Padres, you mean? S- sorry, the Padres. The Padres starting rotation is the rotation specifically good enough to compete with the Dodgers? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I think I think that's a wait and see for me because it's a they got two guys who can be amazing mm-hmm. but have shown in the last few years that they have warts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's showing warts? Wait, that, that's not what I'm asking. What are you Darvish's warts? Uh, his two really bad years in between his many good years. Okay. He as, had, as long as you're not banging on him for getting banged on trash cans in the World Series. No, I'm not. But okay. he had... Because that narrative needs to die. Well, after People that, that are like, you, Darvish, sucks. I watched him in the World Series. He was tipping pitches. He's garbage. No, 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 no. A bunch of cheaters got to him and wrecked his life. The season after... No fight for him on that one. The season after that, he was dreadful. They say he lost his confidence because of it. So, again, screw the Astros, right? But he was really bad that year. And then... I forget which year it was. He walked everybody. I mean, he was just a walk machine. And then Blake Snell goes from Cy Young winner to a guy who is... He had a rough post-Cy Young year. He he had like a 3-9 to 4-3, something ERA like that. Always getting pulled in the third. He was walking everybody. Also, even before a Cy Young year, he had a very big wild streak, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, kind of reset himself. Still wasn't... Actually, I thought Glassnow was the best pitcher on that team last year until the postseason. Uh, Snell was better in the postseason. Charlie Morton was pretty good, too. That is true. But, yes, you're right. Glassnow was the guy. Uh, and then Snell had an incredible World Series. No the, Chris Archer. The final game. And I want to see what they are with the Padres. Mm-hmm. If they are their best selves, if they are both the Cy Young candidates slash winners that they are, then, yeah, they can 100% challenge the Dodgers. But I have a ton of questions about whether or not they're going to be at that level I think having Clevenger come back, not this season, but next season is going to be huge for that rotation too. But remember, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested because, you know, Kershaw's getting up there, although he's still a great regular season pitcher. And and he, and he was good last postseason. 
Uh, and Walker Bueller is a top five arm in the game. I don't know. I, I wonder if I, I think I'm starting to believe that maybe the Padres back end of their rotation is better than the Dodgers. Yeah, I that think I kind of find interesting. I think I'd probably agree with that. Again, though, there's a lot of questions there because it's young guys who haven't fully proven themselves right. yet. So, yes, who I do think so. Who knows what like a Dustin May looks like? Like maybe he becomes a bona fide starter. I think he's going to be legit. Yeah, becomes a bona fide starter and looks really, really good. So who knows? Uh, one thing that's interesting though about the U Darvish thing, and I know we got to go to break. Uh, U Darvish, did you know that since he's been in the league, he has the highest K through nine ratio in Major League Baseball? Despite no. never leading a season in K through nine, I had no idea. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's interesting. Yeah, throwing he does heat. have he has nine hundred pitches. Throwing so. heat. I like you, Darvish. I like you, Darvish, a lot too. I start. I didn't really know much about him, but I follow the Pitching Ninja Twitter account, which is a good account and also a terrible account at the same time. You'll learn real quick who's good and who's not on that account, right? But it's a good account in terms of I love the clips, uh, but that guy retweets everything, oh. and it's a massive annoyance. I do this thing with Twitter accounts where I'll follow somebody for cool content. Mm -hmm. And the second they start like over retweeting every response to them, I'm like, I like your content, but I cannot follow this. I did that with Rex Chapman. You know Rex mm. Chapman on yep. Twitter? Yep. He's become like infamous for sharing cool videos. Mm -hmm. That dude retweets everything. Get a life. So I see the video he posts. Great. Cool video, Rex. Really appreciate it. And then. My timeline is completely filled with his retweets of the same video of people quote tweeting it and saying, ha, 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 so funny, great content. I don't care what these people say, Rex. And I have enough people I follow who retweet your videos, so I don't need to follow you. So that's it. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Pitching Ninja is a good account during the baseball season. Sure. You uh, Darvish has started to respond to the account when it posts videos of him telling him what pitch he threw. Because Darvish has like nine pitches. Right. And he goes, the, the guy is like, oh, I don't know if this was his splitter or if it's a changeup or a slider. It's and, my split up. And, <laughs> and Darvish will respond. My changer. In Japanese, actually. And you have to like translate the I've tweet. I've noticed that Darvish does this all in Japanese. Yep. And you have to translate the tweet. And he's like, that's my changeup. And it's like, ah. So he's paying attention. And also the, the news from the, the trade was when he like found out on Twitter he was traded. And he texted... His catcher, his personal catcher, Caratini, texted him like, oh, dude, I'm sorry you got traded. And he hadn't seen yet. Darvish was like, you too. You're in the deal. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. We're a, we're, a, we're a mixed package here, bud. You and me for life. Darvish and Caratini. Let's like go. me and Lynch and Fisher. It's us for life. All right, and we come back. I do want to flip to the other side of this equation and kind of look at what this means for the Rays, what this means for the Cubbies. We'll do that next. But first, there's John. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 739 Portland Sports Leader live from the Poofield Willamette. This is the Hot Corner after dark. Hey, I think these Atlanta boys had a decent day today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Patton and Benjamin Andre, two of my faves. Two of my, one of them is in my top five. Dare I say my top one? Mm. Andre 3000. That would be the 3000. I don't think there's a better flow master than him. All right. I mean, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people who agree with that specifically, but it's tough to argue with him being a top X. When does Killer Mike run for governor of Georgia? 
because that's when I moved to Georgia so I can vote for Killer Mike. Mm. <laughs> I love me, Killer Mike. I'm sure he'll he'll run at some point. Well, I found he is a big activist. Down I there. found Killer Mike through the Great Boys at Outcast. Mm. That's how I found it. That's yeah. I think that's how he was found. I don't know anything about him as a musician. All I know is he's an actor. Oh, you don't know Run the Jewels? I do know Run the Jewels. He's Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah, Killer Mike, baby. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we were talking about Slam Diego, which, by the way, is there a better nickname? Well, yes, there is. There's like the Bronx Bombers. That that's a better nickname. Okay, sure. But yeah. Slam Diego is pretty damn good. In terms of, like, tweaking the name of the team, technically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Or really any nickname. As opposed to Rob's favorite, Tampon Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like, any, I'll, I'll even say any nickname. You know, any nickname. Brock's Bombers, that's probably number one. That's classic. Yeah. That's classic. Uh, what do they call in, in St. Louis? They call them Birds on Bats. Oh something yeah, like that yeah. bird on the bat, something, something like, like that. that. One mm-hmm. of my best friends is from St. Louis. He's oh, that's a little bit wordy. He's the, yeah, that's a little wordy. But Slam Diago sounds mm-hmm. excellent. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, so we we're talking about how they acquired things, and I want to flip it over to the other side uh, because these, even though baseball seemed a little kind of quiet this off season, and Mike referenced, you know, the the, the time when we had to sit and wait for Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. God, I don't miss those days. <laughs> um, this is actually kind of a pretty big deal. And I think it has ramifications. I think the sexy part, the front of it, is how this pertains to San Diego, what the National League West looks like, and, for lack of better terms, the, the landscape of the whole National League. You know, what does this do to the Braves? What does this do to Phillies trying to retool? But I want to slide and kind of look at the other side. I'll start in Tampa uh, for, the, uh, for Mike's second favorite team, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, and... I actually think I actually think this probably isn't that big of a deal to them. I think to ignore the fact that there is probably a little bit of friction with Blake Snell and how things went down in the World Series, I'm not saying that's why you trade him, but that probably makes this loss a little easier if you're Kevin Cash, if you are the front office of the Rays. And if you got back the best arm San Diego had, you might still be in a good spot. Well, Tampa is a brilliantly run franchise. This is correct. Considering that they do not have as much money as other teams and the no fans show up in the terrible stadium. They basically do this every year. Last year, they got lucky. I don't want to say lucky. Last year, they hit the sweet spot of shortened games. Yanks were down. Red Sox are trash. And they found their moment, and, and they went for it. Yep. Um, the the Rays do this, though. The Rays will never, ever, ever keep a player on big money for, for long, right? This is just what their franchise does. It's what they needed to do for a while. I'm not sure it's quite as needed at this point. Or even with Blake Snell as an example, I thought his contract was a great contract. Yeah, ten point five this year, eleven the next year, twelve his final year. If I'm it not mistaken, it was like four forty or something, something right? like that. And that was a very team friendly deal. But when you get offers, if you're the Rays, to fill your team with some prospects for one player, you usually take it. And the Rays are very good at scouting these players that the other teams have and getting talented players with the the key moment of that being the Chris Archer trade yeah. where they got Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now from Pittsburgh. Who, who are my two favorite Rays. I mean, Meadows <laughs> had a really bad year this year. But sure, sure. But you see the, the 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 potential is there, and Glass now looks like your ace of the future. Right. So He's the future guy you're going to trade eventually. Does this hurt the Rays? No, because this is what the Rays do. Yep. The Rays traded Chris Archer. The Rays traded David Price. The Rays traded uh, James Shields. 
Um, Big game, James. The Rays traded Carl Crawford. Mm-hmm. The Rays traded everybody. They traded Evan Longoria. They did. The greatest they, player in your franchise history. They traded Evan Longoria. Next Great memory Wade, on that one. Next to Wade Boggs, of course. Uh, right. Fred McGriff. They, uh, they traded everybody, right? Because that's what they do. But they always get good players back. Mm-hmm. And they always build a team. At least recently, they built a team that's competitive. I shouldn't say always because they were very bad for a long time. But they have recently in the last five to, hell, maybe even 10 years, if you want to go back to their original World Series appearance, um, have built a competitive team with a lot less. Mm -hmm. So is this bad for the Rays? No. Uh, You lose Blake Snell, that sucks. You lose a good deal for an ace potential pitcher. Sure, But you got a lot back for a guy that you are right. Maybe there's friction now. Maybe Blake Snell has lost his trust in Kevin Cash. Maybe, you know. I mean, if you're Blake Snell, when do you get over getting pulled early in a World Series game that you're dominating? You never do. do. you ever get rid of that? No. no. So you walk into that, and every single year you're like, why Why do I even care? You know, my money's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'm a former Cy Young. Someone's going to pay me after this contract's up. Rather live in San Diego anyway. Yeah, what, like, what do I care? Right. Cash is just going to pull me in the 5th in the middle of August. Stupid pitching innings limits and yeah. pitch limits and... Yeah, so maybe you're right. So I agree with you that I think Tampa coming out of this is just doing their thing. I think we're just so surprised because he had three years left on his deal. I think that was the surprising thing, and it's not that much money. And it's the the flashy, the 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 uh, the headline because of what happened in the World Series. The flip side of, of what San Diego's doing <clears> – <throat> not on San Diego, and their other trade is how this affects the north side of Chicago. And that, I think, has a lot more repercussions getting to that, and that is what I want to get into next right here on the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Hey, guys, Cam here for Vulcan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I had a dream last night that Terry Stotts got fired and Larry Brown was the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Wouldn't that be something? <clears throat> Just my flashback to Rashid in the belt. <laughs> An 80-year-old Larry Brown. I was just thinking, Dame, looking at Larry Brown, being like, yeah, man, I'm with you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. This old white guy hasn't been in the league for 10 years? Yeah, I'm in. I like you. Yeah. Who needs Terry Stotts anymore? I want you, Larry. Didn't you want a title at Kansas when I was, like, minus 15? <laughs> that stuff still is relevant today in the game. Still relevant. Uh, I want to finish up this uh, San Diego Padres blockbuster deals couple that they ran through by switching over. We just spent the last segment talking about how this affects the Rays. And I didn't mean to wax on too much about it because I really wanted to get to the Cubs because I didn't think that it had that much to do with the Rays. I thought of anything, this, this just spoke volumes. It's I thought it spoke more volumes about what the Cubs are doing than what San Diego is doing. You know what I mean? Like, you look at it and you're like, San Diego's all in. You're kind of like, well, these I didn't expect them to make these moves. I didn't expect them to get these players. But I expected them to try to do something. San Diego's clearly, they see their window. Who knows how much money Tatis is going to cost. So you try to get this in now. You know, validate those Hosmer and Machado contracts and see how that goes. But what I found most interesting about all this is what this says about the, the north side of Chicago and the Cubs in 
Theo Epstein left, but he left kind of at the end of the season, and it kind of sounded like he was headed that way. They looked like they were going to have a rebuild. It almost sounded maybe- like he wanted to change from being a GM to doing something else. With his career almost, right? Like he was yeah. kind of tired of being a GM of a baseball yeah, team. Yeah, I kind of, I, I had even heard stuff because I'm a big Liverpool guy, uh, you know, and, and the, the Fenway Sports Group who owns the Red Sox, they, you know, they're, John Henry's also one of the principal owners of Liverpool. And I had even heard that Epstein might be getting into that, right. might be interested in, in going international and looking into the, into the football pool in Europe. Uh, so it didn't, I heard something similar. Yeah. yeah, so it didn't shock me too much, you know, and the Cubs look like they need a rebuild, but maybe not a full one, kind of a tweak. Trading Darvish isn't that surprising. It's it's what they got back for him. Yeah. And you said it. You said it. It's clearly a salary dump. They're only paying like five mil of the remaining salary, which was like 80 mil for Darvish. So Yeah, he was like on, on track to it was like 20, 21, 21 and a half for his last few years, which is expensive, but not that expensive for a guy who, what he finished third in the Cy Young last year? Mm-hmm. And he had a great, fantastic season. If it wasn't for guys like Trevor Bauer. You know, he would have been, he probably would have got more uh, Cy Young votes. What this says to me, and and if you're a Cub fan out there, I have big fears for you because we just watched the Red Sox win a World Series and then become the worst team in baseball. Part of that is Alex Cora gets fired. Sure, I'll, I'll chalk a little bit up to that. But also that team is just bad. They also traded Mookie. <clears throat> they traded Mookie. Well, that, but that's what I mean. It's like they're at a point where they... They started offloading dudes, and nobody wants J.D. Martinez's contract, so he's stuck there. And the Cubs are now looking at themselves in the same way. Like, we can't get anything for Darvish, but we can save money if we get rid of him. And that's a dangerous thing. And I think, I I worry that the Cubs are going to be a bad baseball team for a long time. Well, it's tough to say. It's been a couple of years of talk of the Cubs kind of breaking it up, right? Mm-hmm. I remember two years ago, it was, oh, Chris Bryant's not going to ever pan out to how we thought, so let's trade him now to get the value we think we can get for him. And MVP, Rookie of the Year. Anthony Rizzo. Series. Right, right. Anthony Rizzo's getting older. and Which is true. Uh, you know, Javi Baez is the only guy we want to keep, and Contreras is inconsistent, and, a lot. <laughs> et cetera. And I always thought it was strange. I remember coming on this show a couple of years ago and being like, I don't understand why the Cubs want to break up this core. Yeah. They won a World Series with this core. It's mostly young players. They all seem to like each other. Fun to watch. Yep. Really fun to watch. You knew the pitching staff was going to need a little bit of retooling because Lester was getting old, but you bring in you Darvish. It just all felt wrong, and maybe it was right. Maybe they saw what was coming where injuries were going to be more of a concern, and has Chris Bryant really been the same in the last couple of years? No, he hasn't. Um, You know, Javi Baez has become the star of the team, sure, but, yeah, he strikes out all the time. A lot. He swings at everything. Uh, and it's becoming a, a point of contention, I think, because he just doesn't stop swinging at everything. Uh, we call that high effort, Mike. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, he's trying really hard, okay? <laughs> okay. He's trying really, really hard. Really, really hard. And, you know, their bullpens have been bad, and they've tried to bring in guys. Like, they brought in Craig Kimbrell, and that didn't work. That, out. Was, a, that was a failure. They let go Joe Madden because, okay, well, Joe Madden has a very specific managerial style, and it it wears on players over time. So it works really well for a couple of years. And then it becomes old hat. Uh, you bring in Dave Ross and you're like, Oh cool. It's a former catcher for the team who was a hero for them and a raw, raw guy and a leader in the clubhouse. And I think that could work. But if you're telling me that the Cubs owners are crying poor after the one year of the pandemic, I think they're lying without a doubt. Um, that world series bottom five years of revenue. It's, I no, mean, to, I, be I don't fair, think, 20, to be fair, 2021 is the fifth year. 
I don't think any baseball team should be crying poor after the pandemic. None of them should. Yeah, you're probably right. Even the low-revenue team shouldn't be crying. You're the low major league baseball The team. lowest revenue team just went to the World Series and was a game out from winning it. Right, exactly. So shut up, right? Shut up. So you're, you traded you Darvish in a salary dump. It was purely that. It was a salary dump. It almost seems like they want to rebuild the team. But you're right. Is this the end of the Cubs? It's hard to rebuild a team. It's not easy. They did it. They rebuilt the team. Yeah, they already did it. They did it. They did a really difficult thing, and they got a ton of great players out of it. And they brought in. And and they they won a World Series. And they brought in the guy to do it in Theo Epstein. And now it's not good enough anymore. So I'm confused by it, but it it sounds like that's kind of the route they're going to go because, okay, you trade you Darvish in a salary dump. That means you are nervous about money for whatever reason. So you're not going to sign any guy to, to a deal. That means we're going to see the end of some of these other players on the team. I don't know the contract situation of all the players, but you know, I'm assuming this might be the last year or so of some of those guys. Do you trust the Cubs to do it again? I mean, Anthony Rizzo said it at the end of last year when they got swept by the Marlins in the playoffs. Uh, you know, he was worried that, you know, this might be the last time we all play together. Yeah. Uh, I think Rizzo sticks around because he's your, like, uh, he's your uh, uh, Sal Perez in Kansas City. You know, he's the guy that, remember this guy? He was the captain when we won a World Series, and it's Sal Perez bobble night for the next 80 home games, you know, and the fans get excited because they love Sal Perez, and I think Rizzo's going to be that guy. But they're going to trade Bryant. Schwarber's gone. You can't get rid of Haywood, Hayward, excuse me, because he makes more money than God on that team. Outside of that, Lester's getting old. You'll, you'll let go of Darvish. Your only pitcher is Kyle Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to get paid soon. He's also you, getting older. Because you let Arietta walk and... And your bullpen's trash. And your bullpen's been trash for years. So you're now looking at Contreras. I mean, I was watching MLB Network yesterday morning, and they're talking about Contreras. Is that the best trade chip they've got? And this guy's sitting because there. Because it's a hitting catcher. Right, right? and, and I, I couldn't remember who they were talking to. Um, but the guy was sitting there, and he was like, I guess. And he wasn't even that high on Contreras. And so you're like, this team is in big-time trouble. Is in big-time trouble. So, and you're right, and they didn't get a lot back for him anyway because it was a salary dump. So you got rid of probably your best pitcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not even probably. You got rid of your best pitcher, yep. at least last year, for Zach Davies and the hot corner. Yep. Yeah. And I think Mejia was in that train. Although I think this show is pretty damn good. I, I don't know play, if we're you Darvish level. I did play catcher in, in high school. So, you know, I could I could replace Wilson Contreras. I think we could get Noah Syndergaard. Let, let it be known. I don't think we could get you Darvish. Let it be known. That I had trouble catching pitches over 80 miles an hour. So if that's a problem, let me know. But I can be the catcher for the Cubs. The hot corner plus Jamie Moyer. Kyle Hendricks doesn't throw over 80, right? This is also true. Can we get Granky on the back end? Because you Ooh. know when he gets old, he's going to be throwing Ephus and Knuckles. Let's do it. All right. Let's get Granky. Let's keep Hendricks. Let's get Jamie Moyer back in the fold. This is a rotation. And let's get Tim Wakefield. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. And uh, let's. I'm, uh, I'm going to play second with Javi at short. I'll be the catcher. Oh, man, you're going to mess up a lot of double plays with Javi. I know, it's all right. We got we got medium Joe at third, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. All right. That'll do it. So good luck to the Cubs and to all you Cubs fans out there. Hey, at least you got one, I guess. Is that what people say? At least you got one. You got one for a team that hadn't won for very long, but in a city like Chicago, I feel like you should not. Stop trying. I was blown away by this because I I just thought it just happened, but that was almost that after the World Series this year, that's five World Series ago.
That's insane to think about, especially as a Cleveland fan. All right, when we come back, second hour coming up, lots to get to. The Hall of Fame is back in the news for all sorts of crazy news. That's where I want to start. We got fair or foul at the bottom of the hour. We'll do all that next. This is Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.